Hello and welcome to the Moonshots Podcast. It's episode 80. It's a huge 80. It's a magnificent 80. It's an adrenaline-fueled 80. And I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by the wiser of the two, Mr. Mark Pearson Freeland. Good morning. I'm not sure whether I can claim wiser of the two, but I'm getting there. Yes, good morning, Mike. How are you? Are you feeling excited by today's episode? I am. And um, it's a bit of an unexpected pick, isn't it, for our Sports Innovator series? It really is. When you think about the two other uh, sports innovators that we've covered, you know, Michael Jordan, as well as Serena Williams, they're huge figureheads in their respective sports. Joe Rogan is a little bit of a a sideline almost, you know, not necessarily famous for being an absolute powerhouse on the center court or winning grand slams, but being world famous for his coverage and commentary within UFC, as well as an illustrious history <laughs> that we've started to find out. Yeah. And, and I really like, uh, uh, Joe for so many reasons. Uh, but let's not under, understate his sports achievements. He has several black belts uh, in jiu-jitsu, taekwondo, karate. Um, he has competed in kickboxing. He's been a state champ uh, for four consecutive years in Massachusetts. And he lives the life of an athlete. He is working out all the time. He's doing all sorts of things to optimize his body. And the guy is seriously smart, has a really successful podcast. He's a comedian. He's a TV host. This guy has done so much. Sports being only one part of all of his achievements. I think that's what makes Joe Rogan uh, so special. Um, and I think it gives us a different look into the lens of somebody who is absolutely looking at their diet, looking at their workout routine like an athlete, but who has gone on to do so much more outside of the sports arena. Um, I'm I'm really loving the idea of this uh, this outsider, this sort of contrarian look into the sports window. How about you, Mark? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Joe Rogan knows the grind. You know, he has been a uh, color commenter for UFC, but he also knows exactly what goes into the respect you have to give yourself, your body, the preparation that you need to put into training it like a muscle. I think for us, this is he's a perfect innovator for us to really delve into. So, you know, pulling together this show, I'm excited. Yeah. And you know, the, the cool thing about Joe, what I really love is like MJ and Serena, he's so articulate about what there is to learn. Um, in fact, when you listen to all of the three uh, stars that we've covered inside our sports series, what's really interesting is that they're so crisp and articulate about the lessons that apply inside the ring and outside, inside the court and outside. I, I really like this. And it makes me wonder, why is it that advice for your personal or professional life is so much more diluted, is so much more ambiguous, perhaps even avoided as a sort of a, a discussion. What I love is the explicit nature of athletes. Maybe it's, Mark, maybe, what do you think? Maybe it's partly because they get coached and coaches need to transfer simple rules for success. Why do you think the sports stars have been so great for us to dive into? I, th I think there's two parts that are becoming clear. One is this idea of being a coach and transferring ideas in the simplest form. You know, I think you're, you're totally right there. When you have, as a coach, if you've gone into studying strategies or preparation, meal planning and so on, I think you've got a, a lot of information in your head that you need to transfer to the individual, so the Michael or the, or the Serena. But I think on top of that, there's this idea of, um, and we, we spoke about this in the previous episode, this formula that I think a lot of uh, sports uh, players and innovators have, which is every single thing is considered. So mm. their success or the distance that they go through is, you know, you're, you're sort of planning it as far back as, as you can because everything has a kind of knock-on effect. So they are really, really driven in total ownership and understanding 
of everything that they are doing around them, whether it is this meal planning, whether it is an awareness of who they're going to go up against in the next game or court or or UFC fight. I I think it's, I think it's a little bit of preparation, but also this eloquence of trying to transfer knowledge. Yeah. Mm. That's what struck me. And boy, do we have a lot to learn from Joe Rogan. I think what you can look forward to uh, in this show is a ton of mental models, a ton of advice. But Mark, what I love the most about Joe Rogan is he's down to earth, he's authentic, he's so relatable, and he loves to talk about the challenges that he faced which look, feel, and smell just like all the challenges we have in our lives, trying to be the best version of ourselves, whether it's at work, at home, or on the sports field. He is as, I mean, let's be honest, for some of us, uh, imagining ourselves as Serena or Michael Jordan may be a stretch, (laughs) but Joe comes at being your best from such a relatable point of view. I mean, I'm really excited to to get into this because Joe is so upfront about it, isn't he? He's totally upfront. All of the work that he puts into the show, the Joe Rogan Experience on YouTube, and soon to be on, uh, you know, exclusively Spotify in twenty twenty one. There's so much preparation that goes into it. You know, you listen to two, three, four hours of him chatting to everybody from Robert Downey Jr. to Elon Musk, and there's a lot of consideration that I think goes into it. There's a lot of preparation. But also, like you say, it's very, very relatable. You know, I could imagine sitting in his recording studio. Maybe one day, Mike, you and I will be opposite him talking about moonshots and, <laughs> and all the work that we've done. And he'll be, he'll be quizzing us on, on different, different approaches and so on. But I can totally imagine that because he just seems like a relatable easy to get on with guy who's very articulate. He's very considered. He's obviously clearly very intelligent. And he just knows stuff. <laughs> he knows a ton of stuff and he's so objective. Like in a world where media bias on television and whatnot is all about voting Democrat or Republican and there's just like all these cultural lenses and social lenses and biases, Joe's just sits with people, wants to learn from them to be the best. And as a result of that, we've got some great clips so before we launch the first one, if someone wants to go into the back catalogue of our sports series, hear some wisdom from MJ and Serena, Mark, where should they go? You can always go and check out the centre court of the Moonshots world, which is www.moonshots.io. As you say, Mike, we've got all of our archive shows up there. There's transcriptions galore for all of our episodes going back many, many months. You've got over 79 already up there with many, many more to come. And you've also got links to some of our show notes and our social media platforms and so on. So I highly recommend everybody goes to check out moonshots.io to find out the latest of what we're up to. All right, let's uh, get stuck into some wisdom from Joe Rogan. Mark, where? Do you want to start? Well, I thought it might be nice just to get a little bit of a snapshot into what Joe thinks about when he's uh, considering his body, his mind. You know, before we start really getting into the depths of mental models and advice that Joe has, I thought let's just take a moment to listen to Joe think about his body as a machine and how we can learn lessons to protect our minds, protect our bodies, therefore protect ourselves. Because once you take care of yourself and you feed it right, you can uncover how to live a healthy and happy life. What What is, you know, the best way to live your life? What is the, you know, there, there's got to be ways you can be putting forward the most positive energy. I mean, we know objectively what's causing pollution. We know objectively what's causing birth defects and, you know, and we're taking in too much chemicals and not enough vitamins. We know objectively all this stuff. We know how to organize our world and yet we don't do it. We know how to organize our health and yet very few people do it. The right path to like being like a happy, healthy person 
It's to do all the shit that we already know you're supposed to do. Take care of your body. Take care of your health. Take care of your mind, your stress. Meditate, be kind to people. We all know that. I mean, you ask anybody, they know how to get by and to be the, 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 the most evolved version of you that you can be. I mean, it's not like a, a magical checklist. If you talk to people about it, you said, okay, here, you, you got a person, you want to improve them. What are the things you're going to do to them? Okay, well, if I was a life coach, the first thing I would say is this guy's got to get on a diet that makes him healthy. I don't mean a diet just to lose weight. I mean just healthy foods in your body, many, many vegetables, vegetables, a lot of good, good quality protein, a lot of water, stop the sodas, stop the bullshit. Start working out your body and get a better sense of like how this machine feels when it's moving, it's flowing better, there's less tension in it, your mind feels like relaxed and, and you enjoy every single moment of the day better. Step one, everybody knows that step, right? What's step two? Be cool to people. Be nice to as many people as you can. Smile at as many people as you can. Have them smile back at you. Tip well when you go to restaurants. Just do the most you can. Be as nice as you can, you know, and just still manage to not have people walk all over you. Just get through this life as nice as you can what else do what you want to do with your life right don't don't go be doing something you don't enjoy don't do something that's don't get locked into you know a, a car that you can't afford and doing something crazy because you need the money don't don't do that do what you want to do because if someone else is doing it you can do it mm, uh, dude i really i really like what he sets up here I, I heard a couple of things there mark first one is what he opened with is this thought we all kind of know the right things to do. And what what he means by that, we all know we got to like eat good, take care of ourselves, um, you know, and uh, follow the right path. The trouble is the challenge comes in actually doing it. Yes. And to me, that is so, so true. And then he goes on to challenge us like, you got to take ownership for that stuff. Um, I thought that that was like such a great opener for Joe. Um, it's really sets us on the right course. He's like this mind, body, soul thing. He has got it down, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's why I liked it too. It's very, very, these tips aren't difficult, you know, as, as Joe himself calls out, we all know it. We know you've got mm -hmm. to eat right. We know you've got to take care of yourself. We know that we should try and be nice to one another and, you know, be sensible about what we commit ourselves to. But like you say, the difficult thing, and I think what we're going to go and explore in the next few clips is, okay, well, how do we actually go and do it? How do we take ownership for ourselves, And how do we take ownership for the actions that we do? Yes. Yeah. And that's why I think I, Joe is, he's, he's a good, a good individual to cover. I think he's got a lot of tips we can learn from. What I also relate to a lot in that, Mark, was this idea of, um, like he talks about eating right and as a practical uh, reflection, the biggest change I've had in my career is in placing diet and exercise as core to my performance uh, as a professional at home to being a good, happy, positive person. To me, it all starts with sleeping well, eating well, and exercising. And isn't it, isn't it fascinating how before you get in the octagon to do some MMA or shoot hoops or the office, isn't it funny how these simple things become so fundamental to our performance? I think actually what's, what's interesting looking at all of our Sports Innovative Series, it's such a fundamental uh, essence and core, the idea of eating right, sleeping well, exercising, putting in the practice and so on. And it seems so simple, but for some reason, it's so hard for many of us to do. It's very easy yes. to not eat right or exercise yes. or, or sleep very well. You know, it's very easy to stay up all night binging on Netflix or whatever it might be. <laughs> um, it, it is so easy, isn't it? And the worst one, isn't the worst one Sunday night? Yeah. You're, you're all chilled and you're like, oh, I've got into this series. I could just like, I could smash like a ton of episodes. And then you're like looking at the clock and you're like, um, oh, I've got to go to bed. Like that is where the rubber hits the road, right? It totally is. Totally is. Pause it, pause it and, and get to bed. But it's, it, these, there's such easy tips and fundamental truths that we all know about. 
But yeah, this this struggle of actually going to do it. Yes, yes, that's it where it is. That's where the rubber hits the road. And Joe is about to unleash on us how we address this. And the core thing is if you want to be great on the basketball court, if you want to be great in the office, it starts with your mental models. This is one of the biggest insights of the show. And this next mental model that we've got is actually training yourself to find happiness in the discomfort. It's a hunt. It's a pursuit. It's a constant thing. It's going on all the time. And when you're in the middle of it, in motion, that's when you feel your best. But the discomfort of that motion makes people so uneasy that they feel like, well, I'm going to go through this discomfort and then I'm going to get to a place of stillness where it's all going to make sense. Finally, I made it. I'm here to tell you that fucking place doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It's not a real place. It's a place that people look to as an inspirational goal, a destination. And that's going to be the thing that you work hard for. You're going to you're going to push until you get to this place and then it's all going to be worth it. That place is not real. If you have a million dollars, you want a billion. If you have a big house, you want a bigger house. You have to find out what actually makes you happy. And it's not it's not having all your ducks in a row on paper. It's improvement. It's improvement in the way you manage your mind. It's improvement in the way you manage your emotions. It's understanding how you've made mistakes and how to improve upon them. And also understanding what you've done right and building upon that. All of those things are what make people happy, including love and friendship and being good at that. Being a good friend, being a good lover, being a good neighbor. All those things, those aren't distractions. Those are part of the big overall of being a human being. So this this is a pretty pretty big clip because he Joe is actually pushing against something that I think we all assume is the way to feel, you know, satisfied and comfortable. By putting in the hard work, eventually it will take place and something will happen. We don't know what it is. Maybe the idea comes to life or my product gets out into the market. Whatever it is, we we just assume that we'll spend hours, days, weeks, maybe years until a point where we'll just suddenly feel happy. And actually what Joe's saying here is it's not as black and white as that. Instead, it's all about the journey. Mm. So you don't just wake up and say, hey, good news. I feel really happy and content right now. Instead, what Joe's calling out is improve the way that you manage the stresses that you experience mm. along the way. Maybe it is going back to what you were saying, Mike, what you eat, how you sleep, how you practice or train during the days, and gradually identifying those areas of where you need to improve. That's when you start to feel happy. It isn't necessarily yeah. about that final destination, is it? It's the journey. Yeah. And, and I think there's some practical things that came to mind as Joe was speaking, like, um, there's this mantra, you know, if it hurts, you're doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I think there's something here that is like saying, like, enjoy the fact that you're continuously working on yourself, continuously improving. And when it's a bit tough and it's a bit ugly, um, like, just know that you're doing the right thing. And part of it is that this will never change. This cycle, this process of continually growing and challenging yourself, there is no nirvana where the world is effortless because that's just a falsehood. I think what he's saying is enjoy the hardship. Now, here's how I do it, and I'm in, really interested to know how you do, uh, how you kind of, kind of decode this, Mark. But for me, whether I run 10Ks or 5Ks, whether I do 100 push-ups or 10, the one thing I know is that I can be immensely proud that I got up early, I stretched, I worked out, and I'm ready to start my day. And I might not be running the fastest in the world, I might not be pushing the biggest weights in the world, but I know I got up when I could have stayed in bed, when it was really cold. Like when I ran today, it was nine degrees Celsius outside. It was a little chilly, Mark. But I almost, as I felt that chill, and there was very few people out at this time, I knew that despite the 
the the the conditions on the outside i still got out there and made it happen that's a win and to just enjoy hard work i think there's a big message here so question for you matt how do you in kind of become your very best joe rogan how do you find happiness uh inside of that discomfort how do you how do you remind yourself because it's it's a total mental model how do you do it it totally is. I just want to call out the uh, the mantra that you just you just said, Mike, which I really really like. Enjoy hard work. Mm. I think it's so easy to you know move on or forget about that essence, but it's something that we keep on visiting, isn't it? This yeah. idea of putting in the time. And actually, I think for me, the reason why I'm attracted to that as an idea is because I think that's where I get my satisfaction. You know, what you're saying is you got out there. You feel satisfied that you made the choice yourself. You mm. got out there, you, you ran, even though everybody who might've been out was wearing, you know, woolly hats or whatever it might be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you put on, you put on the lycra and the shirt and, and you got out there. I think, yeah, for me, the satisfaction comes from knowing that I've taken that ownership and that I've gone out there. But I think when I look at, when I compare, you know, my training from an exercise perspective to my training from a career perspective, that idea of difficulty exists in both spaces. You know, it's difficult to get up when it's cold and go and exercise, or it's difficult to know how to respond to uh, mm. challenges at work. And I think the satisfaction comes from working really, really hard and getting to the end of the day or the week and sitting back going, whew, I got through it and I did the best I could do. Yes. And for me, that yeah. I think is my motivator. I don't want yeah. to look back whether it's a week or a month or maybe 10 years in the future, I don't want to look back and think, ah, I could have tried that a little bit harder. Mm, mm. And our emotions and, uh, are, are just like muscles. Like when we push them hard, they stretch, and sometimes that stretching can hurt. But what we're about to hear from Joe Rogan is this idea that uh, adversity itself is what makes you. And that's very similar to the hard work philosophies, the challenge philosophies that we heard from Serena and from Michael Jordan. So we know this is a really big idea. So let's have a listen now to Joe Rogan talking about how adversity is what makes you. I completely agree with you, and we're going to get attacked for this by people who are unhappy with their choices in life, and that's a fact. You know, there's there's a bunch of people that will say, yeah, well, I have a family, so, you know, it's a great idea for you to just go out there and go crazy. I have people to support. You need to listen. Stop saying that. Stop saying any of those things. Every single person who has ever done anything worthwhile or exceptional or difficult or extraordinary, anyone, whether it's great artists or authors or mathematicians or whatever the fuck it is, everyone encounters difficulties. There is no easy road. It does not exist. It is impossible. Everyone has issues. If you have time to pursue a hobby if you have time to do anything in your life you can better yourself and here's one way you never better yourself when you come up with excuses for why other people are successful and you're not that shit is fucking dangerous when you give yourself an escape yeah well that's easy for you to say you know you do this you do to tr trust me everybody has a hard road i wanted to jump out a window several times during my young life i wanted to jump in front of a fucking train just end it because it's too much pressure we all go through hard times we all go through depression we all do go through doubt and then moments in your life where it's really fucking difficult and you're trying to figure out what the fuck your path is going to be it's hard as shit but that is what makes you a person. And those difficult moments are what build your character. Show me a great man who's the son of a great man. You know, that's what we're saying. These kids that are born billionaires, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're never going to be a self-made person. I think everyone looks forward to this utopian time where whatever motivates them, drives them, freaks them out right now can be set aside, the work is done, and you can just sort of like watch the sunset over the pond. And 
and the, the, the problem is this utopia, utopian vision of the future that we have is probably a carrot that's on a stick that we'll just never reach. And we keep working hard to improve our society and our life and ourselves and our families and our relationships, hoping that one day we'll achieve this ultimate peace that will never come. It's a big clip. You know, it's, cla- it's delivered in classic Joe style. Uh, you know, his passion just comes through everything that he does, doesn't he? When he's a commentator or doing YouTube. Um, yes. Heavy, heavy clip. Uh, but I think it has some really practical advice about how to build character and how to, you know, better yourself. I, I love this idea of don't go down the path of making excuses. Identify mm. when you're making an excuse. You know, whether yeah. that excuse is, ah, it's too cold to go for a run or, oh, it's too difficult to have this conversation with a colleague or a client. And if you don't, if you recognize when you're trying to make those excuses, you can then turn yourself into a different direction. And I think that's what Joe's really calling out here, which is don't take, take ownership. Don't go down the path of making excuses for yourself because everybody encounters difficulties. And no matter where you are, whether you're a sportsman like Michael Jordan or Serena, or whether it's me in Sydney learning what I'm going to do in my career and so on. These are all moments to, to sort of learn from, don't you think? I do. And I think he sets us up really well, says everybody has adversity. Everybody faces it. Do not think that anyone has the easier. In the end, if you look at successful people, there is always this self-made characteristic about them and it's through overcoming adversity, which is really interesting because it's exactly what Serena said. The things she likes the most are those that who ascend, fall, and then ascend again, um, yeah. which is really powerful stuff. And I think uh, that the, you were absolutely called it. The tip for yourself here is when you do not take ownership when you want to blame others or make excuses why you shouldn't do something you know is right, like eating well, sleeping well, exercising, putting in the, the work to rehearse a speech, putting in the work to make a great document. If, you're, if you find yourself making those excuses, the strongest people are those that can call themselves out. And this is, this is really big. That's a because- big idea, isn't it? Yeah, because if you have the capacity to call your own BS and say, whoa, 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 I always said I would run on a Tuesday. Why am I even entertaining the idea of not running on a Tuesday? It's it's raining lately. So what? I'm going to be running. I'm going to be hot as anyway. Like this is to me the takeout, the reminder, like, the, the best form of inner strength is the capacity to call BS on yourself. And it's such a big uh, challenge, I think. I know. <laughs> you know? And as I was saying it, you can almost imagine the little mental conversation in your head. Oh, it's really cold. Yeah. Oh, another half hour would be great in the bed. You know, then I don't have to run. But I did run yesterday, so I don't really need to run today. Even though I said, <laughs> yeah, I- you got to say, absolutely not. I'm Absolutely. sitting here with a smile on my face, you know, as, as we record this, because I know I do that. <laughs> I know I call, I, I often, you know, will try and make an excuse and that discipline, I think it is, yep. that ownership, that's, that's what we've got to go and focus on, you know, identify those excuses and, and yeah, like you say, call yourself out. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you can call yourself out, that inner accountability will be massive because not only will you be better um, because you're not relying on others to trigger your accountability, um, but what will happen is you, your leadership in making yourself accountable will only inspire others to make themselves accountable too. And I think that's, that's a huge takeout on, on that. Now, before we get into the next clip, Mark, we've got a few uh, we've got, we've, we should give our parental warning right now. Um, <laughs> Joe, he drops a few bombs, doesn't he? He does. He does. And by the time that the show goes live, you know, all of you, our listeners, we would have, as you would have seen in the uh, show description, uh, you'll notice that we do put a little bit of a parental warning, a little black and white sticker. 
uh, <laughs> into our description because you're right. Joe gets so passionate in a lot of these clips. And if you've ever listened to the, the JER on the, you know, Spotify or, or YouTube, he does drop a lot of bombs. Um, so yeah, we want to, we want to call that out and apologize if anybody's, uh, you know, finding it, um, upsetting. We try to limit our own language. <laughs> we do. We do. We're, we're, we're wholesome young gents. So let's quickly recap on what we've got. I mean, we've got this North star of this, uh, that Joe is challenging and inspiring us to reach was a happy and a healthier life. And it starts with knowing that discomfort is good and adversity. If you can learn to embrace it, if you can call BS on yourself, it is what really forges you. It, what it's what makes you, it, it binds you together because your capacity to get over those little voices in your head is so damn important. If you want to be the best version of yourself so now we take a little bit of a turn because we're starting to frame, okay, obstacle is the way. We've got our inner stoic going. Joe's got us there. But what's to come now is the world can really open up. And uh, this is a, a, a great clip, what we've got coming up. It really is centering around um, our mindset and thinking about our future, thinking about our destiny. And uh, let's have a listen to what Joe Rogan called the best advice he's ever heard. I think that a lot of people say, oh, I just want to sort of, they're kind of dabbling in the idea of improving themselves. And the real way to do it is you got to write down what the fuck you want and then go after it. Because otherwise you live in sort of a wishy-washy world. You know, if you decide I'm going to get down to bang, I'm going to do this, I'm going to run a marathon in less than five hours, I'm going to, you know, whatever the fuck it is, you got to write that shit down and go for it. What I tell people is the best advice I've ever heard is that live your life like you're the hero in your movie. And right now, is when the fucking movie starts and your life is a shitbag disaster like every fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he wakes up and makes a blender full of pizza and ice cream and those guys were like on the brink they put the gun in their mouth and they put it down because they see a photo of their daughter pretend that's you pretend you are of right now you are in the part of the movie that starts and it shows you as a fucking loser and just decide not to be a loser anymore live your life like there's a documentary crew following you around and you are analyzing your own behavior do what you would want to do so that your kids one day would look back at it and see that documentary and look on it with pride like wow my dad was a bad motherfucker he really did what he had to do wow my mom really got her shit together I love a success story but even more than a success story I like a dude who fucks his life up and then gets it back together again story those are my favorite stories and the way to do that, you got to write shit down. You got to think that you are the hero in your own fucking movie. And then you got to sit down and you got to write shit down. Write down what you need to do. Yeah, this life is fucking me over, man. I could have had this and I should have had that. And why does this guy get that? And why does that guy get this? And all things that are completely unrelated to you. All things that you find other people's success as a, a, a downfall in your own existence. Instead of being inspired, instead of choosing to be positive, instead of like improving constantly on, on the direction of trying to achieve whatever the fuck you have written down, you just sit around and spiral. There's nothing more miserable than sitting around someone who's fucking complaining all the time. It is one of the most annoying things ever. Everybody hates it. When someone just sits around and they complain about their life and they don't do jack shit about it. And you tiptoe around it. You don't know what to say. Well, she gets upset when you bring that up. I don't want to bring that up. And you want to go, you fucking crazy bitch. You know what's wrong with your life. Stop, stop announcing it to everybody else and go out and fix that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gave a timely warning, don't you, man? Yeah, I think that was uh, that was good, good timing. Like I say, we'll we'll put a, a a little warning in the description, of course, um, for all of our listeners. You'll you'll already be aware of of Joe and and his passion that comes through. So it's a, I still believe it's a great great clip because it, it's full of quite practical advice. And I'll come on to his his uh, the movie idea in a minute. But I just wanted to, to touch on the advice that he sort of gives right at the very end of that clip, which is very, very similar to what Serena was saying last week. When you can come back from adversity or failure or um, real challenges, that's when you're really, really interesting or that's when you're mm. very, really rich. You know, you've, you've gone down into the, the valley of darkness and you've come back stronger. 
you've come back more informed. And throughout our series of, of innovators, I think this as a, as a concept, this idea of failure, this idea of trying a product and it not quite working, that, that to me is what being an innovator is all about. You go through that challenge and you see the challenges as opportunities and you just keep on improving. Totally agree. And I love the practical nature of writing it down because personally, I have found journaling and writing your own affirmations and and repeating your own mantras are just the most powerful thing. Like even the most, I'll get even more practical, even having an intention the night before that you're going to run in the morning. So what do you do? You put all your running gear out, mm-hmm. ready to go. Yep. You know, setting that intention, you know what? It's actually really easy to get out of bed because you set the intention. Just the same as write down your dreams, write down your hopes and and repeat them. Like to me, that is part of uh, the thought becoming manifest inside of you. That is part of it, be, you know, making it an, an inevitable truth mm. comes from write it down, like manifest it, put it in an asset, repeat it, listen to it, say it, celebrate it. Th- that to me is is that winning mindset that we're seeing from, from all of these athletes in the sports series. Mm, you're, you're totally right. And look, taking a leaf out of Joe's, uh, Joe's advice in the previous clip, I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment, dear listeners and, and, and Mike, I'm going to be accountable. I have always said that I would start writing down intentions, affirmations, and, you know, keeping some kind of journal. I know Mike, you've, you've spoken about it many times and I know you, you're very good at it. And I've listened and, and spoken on this podcast about it before, but I've always made excuses to not do it. Mm. And that's obviously uh, something that I can take ownership of. So from now on, this is something that taking a leaf out of Joe's recommendation here, that's what I'm going to try and do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let me hit you with a couple. I've got my little mantra list open. Let me hit you with a couple of faves just to get you inspired and going, okay? Um, some of these will sound familiar. Some will, will be new. Uh, make your bed every morning. Active body, active mind. Do your most important work first. Reflection is the source of awareness. Focus on the things that matter. Stress relief starts with breath. Those are great. I love them. I so like- I, I, I actually have a to-doist to, to actually read those once a day. Once a day, I do my very best to read one of my mantras. Wow, that's great. It's funny you say to-doist actually because I also have a to-doist um, column of my own mini mantras <laughs> and right. I've actually been populating them as you and I have been recording over the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And let me just call out a couple because we're, yeah. because we're sharing. <laughs> Stay focused. Work as hard as you can. What's your ultimate goal? What do I feel good about from yesterday? I like that one. That seems nice. And that's something I think we've covered in a previous episode. You know, the idea of reflecting back on what I experienced yesterday, what was good, because I think that's nice to ground yourself in. And something I think it must have been from MJ. Did you do everything you could to win the game? (laughs) I like that one. So just before we move on from, from this clip though, Mike, I I, I think we should, we owe it to our listeners to just revisit this idea that Joe is telling us about being the star or the hero of your own movie. Yeah. Good point. We're, I was almost ready to move on, but there's actually two ideas in the clip. You're absolutely right. What's, what's your take on it? I, I, I love it. I, I've never actually, I, I've heard him talk about it. I've never actually heard anybody else talk about it before. I feel as though it's reiterating the uh, sentiment of a couple of the other clips that we've already heard from Joe, which is ownership. When you can look at yourself, turn that, like your own mantra, Mike, 
turn the reflection on yourself for a second. Mm, mm. And if I was to, uh, you know, unpack what Joe's talking about with this movie, do I want to be older? Do I want to be, uh, you know, a grandfather or a father of having kids and then look back at what I'm doing now or in the past and have a sort of regret? Is there an embarrassment that maybe I'd feel? Or is there actually something where I can look back and say, oh, yeah, you know what? If this was a movie, I would be on the front cover of a magazine <laughs> or <laughs> there'll be lots of people queuing around the block to go and see this movie. I like this as a, a sort of thought. What, what, do you, what, did you, what do you think, Mike? I, I had a slightly different take. I, I really like how you were, you were presenting it then. It reminded me immediately of a, of a little saying that you should only do things today um, that would be reported on a newspaper that your grandmother reads tomorrow. Oh, I like that. And so the basic thing is like, if your grandma knew what you were doing, would you still be doing it? <laughs> because no one wants to upset their grandma, right? That's true. So, so I really like um, this idea of if everything you did uh, was viewable to those that matter to you, would you still be proud of yourself? And it's just another way of um, kind of awakening you, like, hang on, am I on track? Am mm. I doing the right things? And I think the, the, the other thing to his uh, little uh, mental model here of imagine you're an actor in a movie, it's also like you can overcome, you can beat the mm. odds, right? So it's, it's a very powerful uh, um, setup because it's like, yeah, everyone has tough things. You too can get over it, but you have to choose to be the hero of your own film and you can write the story. You're, you're not a victim. You, you can drive things. And I think that's so important because I would characterize anybody who gets off track. And yes, some people face great adversity, greater than others. I know that. But anyone who gets off track inherently has forgotten that the human uh, state has infinite capacity to overcome challenge. And we just have to, it's easy to forget. It's easy to have fight or flight response, take a breath and remember that if you think differently and if you own your thinking, you can truly be the hero of your own film. How good, Mark, how good is Joe Rogan? Oh, just so good. That these yeah. these are practical tips, you know, similar to what we were saying at the beginning of the show. A lot of the advice that we've been learning in this particular series, the sports series, it's it's pretty practical. There's a lot of eloquent and direct advice on how to go out and, and be the best version of yourself. But particularly in the, this Joe episode, he's calling us out. He's challenging yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's saying, now, don't make those excuses. And, and that's, yeah. oof, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by that. Yeah. Now, we've obviously talked a lot about the sports series that we've done. Um, of recent shows, uh, Mark, what's, what's been some of your, your favorite shows or series that we've been doing? Well, I, I really enjoyed our Media Innovators series. So we covered Reed Hastings, Mark Cuban, and Bob Iger. And for me, that was a really, really interesting set of individuals to delve into. Again, very, very different from one another. Mm -hmm. All very, well, <laughs> very is probably an understatement. Uh, all incredibly successful in their own fields and their own sectors, mm -hmm. um, but full of a lot of practical and yeah. uh, you know pleasant advice to listen to. What about you? Well, well, I like that. I also like the, the Women in Innovation series. And my question for you, Mark, is where should one go if one wants to hit the back catalog of the Moonshots podcast? Well, we can go and visit our archive shows all on www.moonshots.io. But similar to where you're probably listening to our dulcet tones coming through your ears today, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, Overcast, all sort, all of the, your favorite podcasting platforms. We also upload our shows to YouTube. Um, we can't quite say that, you know, we, we haven't got to the level of recording, 
you and me, Mike, from a video perspective, but you know, maybe we'll tease that in the future. That, that, that could be just the, the trick, <laughs> but moving into, to the last few clips of Joe Rogan, um, I feel like this is the perfect clip to hear right now because we know that we've got to work hard, embrace the discomfort, adversity is going to make us have the right mental model to go forward and to be the hero in your own film. Now, this sort of presents us to a moment in time where we might be uh, getting out and about in the world, trying to make things in the sports field, in the business field, at your home, with family, with friends. And what happens is you start to become aware of other people's expectations of you. And now we're going to hear uh, Joe Rogan calling us out and making sure that we don't get stuck. When you're alone with your thoughts, you get an idea of what your thoughts actually are. If you live your life just acting constantly on the momentum of other people's expectations, of you wanting to be liked by these other people, you can run into a trap and you, you, you set up a life that you didn't really want. You're fucked. You're, you're, you're trapped in this situation where you have a mortgage, you've got credit card bills, you've got student loans you have to pay, you have a bunch of shit going on that you have to continue to feed. And all that, and especially if you have a family and you have to feed them, oh my goodness, <clears throat> then you're fully locked in. You can't take any chances whatsoever. And oftentimes people make the mistake of getting stuck. And it is just a tactical mistake, just like it would be a mistake if you got stuck on a video game, just like it would be a mistake if you followed a map incorrectly and you got stuck in the woods. Your life is certainly some sort of a journey. It's certainly some sort of a journey. And we have to all be aware that when we're making journeys, we're not going to always make the right steps. And sometimes you have to back up and try again. And if you're in a position where you can't back up and try again, you've trapped yourself. And the system will set out honeypots. For people to get trapped in the system will set out the ideas of retirement, the ideas of the golden years, providing you benefits, providing you a healthy work environment. Why? Well, because they want people to work for them. They don't want people to realize their own dreams and escape. And those that's a fucking pain in the ass. So you got to hire more people and train them. And they want to set it up so that you stick around stick around in some sort of an unsatisfying world. It's up to you to see that video game problem, to see that issue as it comes up on the map. And no, no, I think this is a right turn to see all the problems that could potentially lay in front of you and calculate your, your future. And then also look around all the people that didn't do it and look at the misery that they're in and learn that you don't want to be like them. And then look at the people that are, have kind of taken chances and navigated their way. What do they do differently than you? What, what, what objectivity do they have that maybe you lack? What insight into their own mistakes are they willing to delve into that you're not that you step back and you go you know i just don't i just don't want to look at myself that closely but the person who's able to look at themselves the closest is going to get the more rational results the the, well put you know because you're your own architect you know what i mean you you turn out how you sort of i want to be like shaquille (laughs) o'neal shit's not gonna happen (laughs) you know if you wanted to be like a seven foot tall black guy yeah it's it's really the odds are slim yeah the 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 piece of that clip that i want to call out and, and unpack i think is having the awareness that sometimes you will make a step that's wrong you know whether it's on a map or a video game or or career whatever it might be there are times when you might go down the wrong route or path. You might not make Mm. the right steps. So make sure you've got this ability. And I don't necessarily, I know Joe's talking very practically around jobs and and mortgages and so on, but just to to (laughs) take a step back from that as well, I'm thinking more from a mental awareness and an agility perspective. Know that if you take that step back, you can reflect on it. You can learn from it. And you can get better because of it rather than thinking, oh no, it's hit the fan and this is it. I'm, I'm done. My, my, uh, all my hard works for nothing. Instead, have that awareness of, okay, right. It hasn't quite worked. Okay. But why? Let's revisit this. Let's unpack this. Let's work on it as a team or let me, you know, go to my journal and write it mm. down because mm. then I can continue getting better. Yeah, uh, he is challenging us right here and, and saying if you're off track, it's invariably because you're not reflecting. 
yourself. You've been taken off track by other people's expectations. So to bring this 360 to one of his earlier points is call BS on yourself. Know where you truly are. Make yourself accountable to your hopes, your dreams, not those of others, and you can stay on track. And we've talked about journaling. We've talked about mantras. Whatever it is that you can use, use it as a forcing factor to bring you back into reality, to self-awareness, and to be mindful of where you are and to ask the question, am I on track to be the best version of myself? Or am I sort of cheating here? Am I stuck in the the video game analogy? Mark, I think that is, I mean, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It's pretty brutal. Again, you know, this, uh, I think uh, it was clip three, this idea of don't make excuses. I think, again, this is, you know, demonstrating that. So don't make excuse about, oh, I've gone off track or I'm distracted because of, you know, unreal expectations and so on. Have that as you say, reflect, Mm. take that moment to reflect upon yourself Mm. and yeah, cool BS. Because when you do, you, you can only get stronger and better. Yeah. And I think that becomes a springboard uh, to positive thinking. It becomes a springboard to imagining the possibilities. And we got a really uh, tasty clip now to really launch you uh, out of the doldrums, out of the tough hard yards of Joe Rogan. Let's listen to the man himself talking about happiness and a positive mindset. Look, I've had moments in my life when I haven't been happy, when I felt like shit. Mm -hmm. And then I have now where I could not be happier. And when I look at my life, what what has changed physically in my body? Well, actually, I've gotten older. So thinking about my past and my, you know, my my history of martial arts and all that, my my body should be a mess. I should be in pain all the time. I should be, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I shouldn't feel better and more happy and vibrant today than before. So why do I? Well, one of the reasons why is because I don't have any negative shit in my life anymore. I don't have any bad people in my life. I don't have a bad job. I don't have any negative thing. I don't have any things that I'm trying to avoid. And when you don't have anything you you're trying to avoid you have happiness and it takes a while for people to recognize that your there's a direct correlation between your state of mind and your state of existence and if you get both of them in line you get both of them in line you can have a good fucking life you don't have to be rich rich is bullshit that's not what's important you know what you have to do you have to have enough money so you don't have to worry have enough money so that you can feed yourself so that you can take care of your your family that's what you need when you get crazy and you want you know stacks of money and big that's just another form of obsession the the key to all this shit is balance you know the key to the whole thing is balance and it's a constant struggle if i if i slip for a couple weeks if i don't go in the tank for a couple weeks if i don't write for a couple weeks if i i can go a week without working out anytime i do anything where i throw off the balance and i don't do the work that i'm supposed to put in i feel the difference i feel i feel less less uh, less capable when I sit down to write again. I feel less less vibrant uh, when I train. I don't feel as good when I go on stage. I feel like I'm wasting something. I feel like I, I feel like I have I've been gifted with an incredible opportunity, an incredible moment in time, an incredible just very just an incredibly fortunate and fortuitous roll of the dice. And I feel like it's an insult to the gods if you enjoy, you know, you, you enjoy that, but then you neglect it and you let it rot away when you got it right there. That's what I, when I say that I think it's bigger than all of us. Do the work. Have the, I, 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 like, I like this. This is, again, something that Joe's revisited a couple of times in, in some of her earlier clips. Once you put in that hard work, you're going to feel great because it's the... It's the reflection or the challenge that you give yourself that you're going to get the most satisfaction from. I think that's, I think that's where he's going with that. When you challenge yourself with exercise or stretching the abilities of your mind. So, you know, learning something new when you are removing those things around you that might cause you discomfort or negativity once you have that awareness, you know, that's when you're going to be happy, productive, and be the best version of yourself. I mean, what, what are you getting from it, Mike? 
Uh, totally just get rid of negative things and negative people um, so that you can be looking forward rather than fighting behind you. And you're right. It's just get the negative things out and keep your your balance, good sleep, good exercise, good diet, great work, good friends, like all of that stuff. It's a balancing act and just make sure it's a net positive. I think that's that's really what he's encouraging us uh, to do. Um, how do you how do you know when you've got good people around you, Mark? Yeah. Like, what's what's your checklist? It, it's, how it's, do you know when it's good? It's a good question, and actually, to to maybe even expand it a little bit. Um, not only is it a challenge to understand whether you've got the right people around you, I think it's also whether you think you've got the right balance around you you know, balance yep. of exercise, food and so So for me, I think when I, when I approach people, I think that there's, it's, it's very, very easy to navigate to individuals or people who are really, really relaxed. It's very, very easy to find people or, or, you know, maybe it's behaviors or, Maybe it's just moments in your life that are very, very relaxing. And I think that's good. I think there's a part to play for being, you know, relaxed and not doing anything. At the same time, though, the danger that I think and the awareness that Joe is obviously talking about here is that it's very easy to go for the easy things. It's very easy to fall into a habit of, okay, well, I'm going to hang out with so-and-so because they are, you know, totally relaxed, nothing happens versus, okay, well, I want to go and do something. What's the productivity piece? Where's the uh, exercise of my mind as well as my body? You know, I think there's a, a balance, which is exactly what Joe's talking about in that clip just then, where you've got to have a little bit of lots of people <laughs> in your life. You know, you've got to have the productive and proactive ones. You've got to have yeah. the relaxed ones who know how to get, have a good time. You've got to have the stable ones, the ones who are, you know, maybe a bit crazy uh, because once you've got that good mixture, that's where I think that balance comes from. Yeah, absolutely. And what's so great is this all comes together in, in this idea of a pathway to success. This all comes together that through this hard work, um, you can really get what you deserve. And if you can thrive in the discomfort and the hard work and have an idea about what the best version of yourself can be, just go for it. Make yourself accountable. Be incredibly positive. Surround yourself with positivity and great things can happen. So let's have a listen now to the last and final thoughts of the man himself, Joe Rogan. Happy I didn't get any money. Isn't that funny? Like, that's one of the worst things you can do is, like, win the lottery or get a big inheritance. You would think getting a big, big inheritance would be amazing for you. It's one of the worst things that can happen in terms of, like, your ambition. If, like, you're, you're in the middle of doing something, you got some ideas, or maybe you don't know what you want to do and you need to find something, you're hungry, and all of a sudden you just get a giant chunk of money and now you're buying things and your ambition's gone. You don't know what to do. I don't mind giving somebody startup money. You know, you have to give your child some type of startup money. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm I'm talking about like winning the lottery. Like people who win the lottery, it's like uh, there's a giant percentage of them that ruin their life. Giant. Like, Like they've done all these studies on people winning the lottery. So what is it? Because I'm giving you a bunch of money. You didn't earn it. Like, I'm giving you a bunch of money. It's is that what it is? Yeah, okay. for sure. Like, think about you and all the money that you've earned in your life. You've earned it. You do all these shows. You've you've built up a successful stand-up career. you built up a successful podcast. You've done a lot of film and TV. You've worked. You've worked, right? You've gathered up, and you make a good living now, you know? But this is all from work, right? There's a build-up to it. It makes sense in your head. There's an effort. There's a reward for that effort. There's motivation, there's discipline, there's focus, and then there's a payoff for all that. If you just get the payoff with no discipline, no focus, no lessons learned, it's just not a healthy way to exist. It's terrible. That's why rich kids are so fucked up. Rich kids that grow up with trust funds are all fucked, not all of them, 
a giant percentage of them are fucked up. I knew a guy who was a rich guy, and his parents were fucking billionaires, and he grew up with two trust funds. He burned through his first trust fund, fucked that up, and then they had a backup trust fund for him. He was buying houses and flipping them and losing money and investing in businesses, and they all went under. He had no discipline, no understanding of what money really was, and no hunger because he never had a time in his life when he was poor. He never had a time in his life where he was worried about paying the bills. And if you don't have that and you don't have that real motivation, I just don't think you ever really appreciate success. The people I think that appreciate success are the people that worked for it. You know, what you, you could remember back when you were poor. Like, I've had people say to me, like, why do you do so many jobs? Why do you have so many things you do? Like, what, what, why do you keep moving? Why do you do so much? Because I remember being scared. I remember being broke. I remember having no idea where the fuck the money was coming from or what my future was going to be. And I was always terrified of being a loser. That's that feeling of not succeeding is what motivates you. That no, the no, Knowing that you failed in the past and that, you know, there's been many times where like how many times have you bombed and you 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 get off stage you're like I don't, I can't do this I'm not a comedian I'm fucking terrible like I got to figure out what the fuck I'm doing with my life if you don't go through those things if you don't have those experiences if you don't have those moments in your life where you're unsure of the future you're not going to have the real resolve that it takes to make it the grit and determination that it takes to move forward and if you don't have that any success that you do have you're not going to appreciate Nothing comes easy. And if it does come easy, it's not, you don't have it. You don't really have it. For me, that's, that clips a really good summation of the show so far. And all these, all these clips that we've listened to from Joe, um, you know, giving monologues as well as interviewing some of his guests, like in that, that final clip just then, it's bringing it all home in that final thought, which is, You've got to have that awareness that we were talking about earlier, that mm. inner accountability, the ability to not make excuses, but instead to work hard and earn mm. it. And that's where that motivation comes from. Because if mm. you know that you are accountable and that where you're going to end up is all down to the balance that you keep, whether it's friends or work and life or, or healthy, healthy eating, exercising, when you know that you are going up against the discomfort when you are viewing, you know, challenges as opportunities and you're seeing ways to improve yourself. That's where that, that ultimate motivation comes from and where you finally earn that success that, you know, we are all working towards. I think that's, that's a nice, mm. you know, meaty clip to kind of bring us home. It is. It is nice. Nice. I like the thoughts and, and look, the takeout here for all the previous clips is if you do all of those, what Joe is really telling us is if you've worked hard, if you've really earned your success, the success feels so good. Like it's so deeply gratifying when you've worked hard and something that didn't always look like a home run, uh, that took a lot of cold mornings and late nights, when you finally get the achievement, the, the deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment, it just permeates through your entire body. And I know when I haven't put in the work, I just don't get that feeling. And when I do put in the work, how good does it feel, Mark? Uh, there's, there's been plenty of times that you and I have collaborated and done work together and that final moment when either you deliver it or you've got the results back from something and you just look at your colleague or look at your own, you know, reflection and you think, yes, I did everything I could. Like MJ would say, I went onto the, onto the court and I played as hard as I could. Serena, I am embracing adversity and I am coming back up from that failure. I am making it a success again. When I can look back and be a, uh, the front page of a magazine that, you know, maybe my grandkids or even my grandma is looking at, am I going to be proud? You know, that's, that's what I think motivates all of our sports innovators, as well as I think all of the innovators that we've covered in the past. 
I totally agree. And it was a fitting uh, final clip. It's been a, just a action-packed show that has really taken the essence of Joe Rogan, this idea that the adversity is what makes you embrace the discomfort. What a great lesson. What a great way to round out the final of our three-part Sports Innovator series. Mark, it has been so action packed but my question would be is where do we go next oh i mean you're right it's been action-packed i think you and i we need to go and get some sports massages you know work out some of the the you know exhaustion that we've had from playing basketball into tennis into a bit of mma um next we're going to shoot for the stars and actually we're going to go for uh, an individual uh, an entrepreneur that we have covered on the moonshots before, but his career and his work is, it just never ends. And it just gets bigger, bigger mm-hmm. and, and better, I think, over time. So what we're going to be covering in our next episode, a big episode 81, is going to be Elon Musk. Yeah, Elon is back and he's done so much. He's so prolific that he deserves his own show every six to 12 months. And I think, uh, you know, launching uh, a rocket into space with astronauts that that makes the cut for me so i'm really looking forward to that mark um it's going to be action-packed and I, I wanted to say thank you to you for helping uh us all dive into the the world of these sports heroes really um it's been so full of learning i mean they are just so sharp on these mantras for success aren't they they really are and, and like you say, they're very, very articulate and and proactive in having r- formulas that I think we can all, you know, go and replicate. Yes, I, th- I think yes. that's that's the big that's the big tag I, I've found. Yep. So there you have it, everyone. That is Joe Rogan. That is our sports series brought uh, to an end, a very fitting end too, I must say. And it, it has been all about hard work in whatever flavor you like it. Start with the hard work, start with the positive mindset and stay the course and good things will happen. What a great series. And just when you thought there was no gas in the tank, we're going to return to the man himself, Mr. Elon Musk in the net show. So Mark, thank you to you, to all of our listeners, uh, the countries, they just keep joining. It's so exciting to see the Moonshots family to grow, uh, to put in the hard work to learn from innovators. So a big thank you to you all. We've come to the end of the sports series, but there's plenty more to come on the Moonshots podcast. That's a wrap.